This week on Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, new to the scene. In our travels to Columbus, Ohio, we sit down with Mistress Joanne of Chicago and discuss how a newcomer might get started in the alternative lifestyle scene. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Welcome to Erotic Awakening number five, our fifth show. You'll notice some format changes, some new bells and whistles, and we have lots more coming along as well, planned out for the week's coming up. Hopefully we'll hit it a little more professional, a little bit more tight, figure out the whole microphone, convince the dog that he, she doesn't need to eat every time we, we press the button on the microphone. <laughs> she does have a habit of doing that. <laughs> Some of the shows coming up include... Jay Wiseman, author of SM101. A show on the Leather Archives and Museum. Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson, authors of Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. Communications and Relationship teacher Michelle Z. We also have a FetLife group going as well. You can find that at FetLife.com and do a search for Erotic Awakening. And you can also follow us, uh, Dan and Dawn, on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Dan and Dawn. Not long ago, we were uh, at a large event in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And we had the opportunity to sit down with Mistress Joanne of Chicago for a little while. Mistress Joanne is a wonderful person, and she's a lot of fun to talk to. So she is, and she's got a lot of uh, experience to draw on and um, a lot of years in the lifestyle and just a pleasure to be around and talk to. Indeed. Indeed. Well, let's listen to her. Sounds great. So we're sitting here with Mistress Joanne of Chicago, who uh, you've just done a couple classes. Here for Winter Wickedness. My first time, and it's one of the best events I've uh, ever attended. Let's hear it for Barak and Sheba. Good Absolutely. Deal. Good deal. So what did, what did we, you taught a class, see this is why I love editing. I'm going to go home and edit that. Woulda, 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 I just woulda, woulda. <laughs> <laughs> Oh good, so if I say something stupid, you get it out too? Yeah. Well, you got to pay. <laughs> and how do I pay? Wow. <laughs> One of the classes you taught this time around has to do with people that are new to the scene, right? Yes, I, I, I started that a couple of years ago um, when I was trying to find more classes to do. And uh, I tend to come up with names of classes first. And so that one was... Uh, uh, new to the scene, perverting the pristine mind and body. Not that, you know, it, it makes me think, have you guys seen the film Milk? Sure. Uh, they, where, he, where Harvey Milk comes out, and every time he starts something, he says, my name is Harvey Milk, and I'm here to uh, recruit you. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the idea of helping newcomers in the scene is very important to me, because the, I don't have any kids. This is my legacy. And anybody whose life I can make easier in any way is very important to me. Because I believe that, that that's the only reason that any of the rotten stuff we've gone through, any of the difficulties, the only thing that makes it worthwhile and meaningful is to use that knowledge to make someone else's life easier. So I want to help anybody I can find an easier way into the scene, network, meet people, that sort of thing. So it's very important to me. So, so what kind of stuff do you cover? What, what, what do new people coming into the scene need to know? 
Well, actually, a funny story is uh, Jack Rinella and I did an entire newcomer track, like six hours or something, at an event once. And uh, when I was looking at that and you know thinking, what on earth are we going to do for six hours, for God's sakes? And I said, we could really distill it down to uh, three things. Get over yourself, get involved, and wear black. What else do you need to know? <laughs> You know, then we can just say that and then go off and have a drink. Though black is not your color. No, my color is purple okay. in any way, shape, or form. My entire condo is a shade of purple, and it's the only favorite color I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm 56. So, <laughs> And if it comes in purple, I own it, or my friends find it for me, and you'd be amazed at what people find in purple. People coming in new to the scene... What is the, what's the first hurdle that they have to get over? Is it just the fear? Terror. Fear, fear yeah. yeah. Shame in some cases. Um, and one of the stories I tell is that when I came into the scene, I came in through the gay male end of things. I, uh, I had friends who were involved in International Mr. Leather, which led to me running the on-site office for 10 years. And uh, so I came out through the gay male end of things, which... You know, 15, 20 years ago was a lot different. The het scene had not evolved to where it is today. And when I first, uh, a friend of mine had a BBS, one of those early internet things, and he kept saying, you've got to log on to my BBS. You've got to. And finally, just to shut him up, I logged on. And then found that a straight guy had posted about an organization in Chicago for straight people. And my first reaction was, oh my God, you mean to tell me straight people do this? I don't have to just watch for the rest of my life? <laughs> and, and so, but I immediately logged off the BBS because I was on my own name, you know, created a screen name, went on, and uh, wrote and got the information about this organization, which was uh, the CDG, the Chicago Land Discussion Group. And... Once I got the information about their monthly meetings, it sat on the edge of my kitchen table for probably six months or so before I found the courage to go because I didn't know what I was going to run into and it was a different environment. So uh, we all, I, I want people to know that every single one of us started out like that. You know, that we didn't, what is it, sprung full-blown from the head of Zeus. Uh, you know, we we all traveled a path, and in most cases, we all did, and we all did, I know I did stupid things. And again, if I can use my stupid things to show somebody and say, don't do that, because it was really stupid. I'm lucky I got out of that one. You know, that that's, again, meaningful to me. So we found that there was um, a lot of first-timers at this event. Yes. I was surprised how many first-timers. Uh, did you have a good turnout for the workshop? Actually, we did. And I wound up having uh, two assistants with me, my uh, uh, partner in Deviance, uh, <laughs> Bucky Cat, and uh, Vincenza. And uh, so it was good to have their perspective as well And uh, because we represent three distinct age groups. And... Uh, I guess I'd be the matriarch if I said that sort of thing. And Vincenza is the youngster. And it was funny because the, in the dungeon she was looking around and she's in her mid-twenties somewhere talking about all the youngsters that were there and and saying how she looks at, at, at them and kind of wonders uh, um, about them coming out and that sort of thing. And, and she said, and she looked at uh, Bucky Cat and I and said, and 
So it must be even more interesting for you guys. <laughs> yeah. And she said, what do you think when you see them? And I said, pride. Mm. Because what we've gone through has made their lives easier. They can sit at their computer, type BDSM Columbus, and they're going to get a list of resources. We didn't have that. And in fact, it wasn't, uh, uh, it was somebody else that, w that was with us for that conversation. And uh, it's someone who had to change his name because family and business and that sort of thing. And after she walked away, I said to him, you know, that would be something different if you were coming out now. You'd probably be under your real name. So, yeah, a lot more under their real names. There seems to be more diversity allowed you know, mm -hmm. in this, this time and age. So, mm -hmm. but uh, probably a lot different than what it used to be. Very definitely. Who is the average new person then? Is it 40-year-old Caucasian males? Or is it the is couple it? that the kids just left the nest and now they can come out and play? Or is it more younger people? Or Is there any what average are you seeing? in our community? I don't, don't know. Just, you tell I don't us. Think so. <laughs> I don't think so because we, we represent the spectrum from the new kids. I have a new boy who's 22 and has the best slave heart I have seen in 20 years. And I've already made a commitment to teach him and bring him along. At least, thank God, because of most of my uh, life experience, I know better than to fall in love with a 22-year-old, because he would be the temptation of my life. But uh, what I want to do is raise him, teach him the world that I came from, which includes the gay male and all the history and everything. And he's going to be absolutely awesome and somebody is going to be very lucky and he's especially lucky because he spent some years being very ashamed of his desires and worrying what he was going to do and how he was going to live his life and through a series of fortuitous circumstances he's come into another mistress's life back where he's from and then me and he's just headed on the Ph.D. path instead of the, uh, you know, high school path he'd be on ordinarily. And I find it a great honor to be given someone to mold and to teach because, again, that's my legacy, and that's important to me. One of the resources that's really been very popular for the community right now is FetLife. Yes, and John Bakoo. <laughs> John Baku just hit 100,000 people in uh, just over a year. Mm -hmm. So there certainly is a community out there, but one of the groups that really gets a lot of traffic is BDSM mentors. Do you mm -hmm. believe that as a new person coming into the scene that I need to find a mentor, or can the community be a mentor, or should I just use the Internet for all my questions yeah. and answers? <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Yeah. yeah. No, the internet is not the best resource. I recommend written things. You know, uh, Dossie Easton's books, Tristan's, Joseph Bean, Ray Bannon, Guy Baldwin. You know, I recommend that sort of stuff. Because the internet is, uh, you don't know who's speaking. You don't know if they're really know what they're talking about or if they are, uh, as one friend said, Instadom, just add computer. 
<laughs> it's a great internet story that Josephine, who was the first executive director of the Leather Archives, tells. And he knew somebody who saw this, so this is not an urban legend. A uh, guy and girl used to play online. He would type, I am hitting you with a bullwhip. She would say, thank you, sir, may I have another? And type back and forth. They happened to meet at an event. He's never picked up a bullwhip. She's never been hit by a bullwhip. He gets her on the St. Andrews, no warm-up, just whap with the bullwhip. She screams. He looks at her very puzzled and says, but you've always taken it so well before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that hurts, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and so people have a little problem with real life versus online. When somebody offers to, uh, you know, to serve me online, my response is, get me a cup of coffee. What the hell can you do? You know, you're online. Bucky Cat tells them, uh, hmm, what would, what would I like you to do for me? Macbeth, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> you know. Just silly stuff. No, the best resources, uh, I think finding a mentor is a good thing, but so many people don't know how to go about it either. No matter who we are, we're all willing, if we're out in public, we're willing to help somebody. Nine, 99 out of 100 of us are. And uh, But the one thing that I emphasize to newcomers is don't go up to somebody and say, okay, now I want you to tell me everything you know about BDSM and where did you get all of your toys. So at least offer to buy them a cup of coffee. Make some acknowledgement that, that they're giving you something and that our world is a power exchange. And an exchange means both people bring something to the table, whether it's a play situation or a mentorship situation or you just want to get a little information. I mean, if you're just asking one question like, that's a really awesome toy, where did it come from? Fine. That you can just ask somebody. But if you're asking them to pass on their wisdom, experience, etc., offer them something in return. We're not looking for, uh, yes, I charge $300 an hour, you know, but... Uh, it's courtesy, respect, politeness, acknowledgement. So I think mentors are a great thing. Uh, the written stuff, there's now so many groups, so many supportive groups out. I encourage people to get involved because this is the most awesome family in the world. You, within going to two events, you'll have a network that stretches from one end of the continent to the other. Very cool. Hey, a lot of the stories we hear are concerns about what if I run into my boss? Mm -hmm. What if I run into my coworker? What if I run into my pastor? Which has, those How, things have happened to us before as those well. Those things so. have happened to us. How many times have you heard the story oh. that starts like that and ends with, and I did? Oh, now I haven't heard. Actually, I have only heard one story with a bad outcome like that in 20 years. In most cases, if you meet your pastor or something, you smile, and then, you know, you just share a little bit of a secret. You may talk to each other, you may not. Um, but 
I've only heard of one person who met a client and it wound up ruining the business relationship. Uh, otherwise, what I tell people is, okay, you meet your pastor, that means he's kinky too, and you now both know a little bit more about each other, but again, be respectful. If you meet your pastor in public, you don't punch him in the arm and say, so, did you have a good time in the dungeon last night? <laughs> no, you, you. I always believe in letting the other person set the, the tone of something. If I were to meet uh, uh, somebody, uh, I don't know, since I don't have a pastor, uh, if I were to meet somebody, I would then ask, uh, I, I would say, if I met them in, in public, and you let it out all the ub 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 The if I were to meet somebody that I knew in public, and they had anyone with them, I would look at them. If they acknowledged me, then I would nod and I would follow their lead. If they looked at me and I saw the blood drain, I would walk right past them. You know, again, we this is it's a matter of respect. And everybody is at a different place, and if they're at a place where they have to be private, so be it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's respect is, is the most important thing. Very cool. Okay, one more question for you mm-hmm. then. Um, new person coming into the scene for the first time. What's the one thing the, that I don't want to do? The one thing that is going to make this a bad experience for me? Be too aggressive, go up to somebody, uh, touch inappropriately. We believe in asking permission uh, before we touch. We, uh, the, the thing you would not want to do is, again, be discourteous or disrespectful. It, it's the things you learned in kindergarten that you really need to remember and treat everyone the way you would like to be treated. I, it's like people online who uh, start out a conversation saying, um, I want you to spank me, I want you to fuck me with a strap on, whatever. With some of them where they start out like that, I say, excuse me, but would you walk up to me at a cocktail party and start like that? Wouldn't you say, hi, my name is, and and go from there? You know, So you want to remember the basic courtesies in life. The little social skills. Exactly, yes. So. The, the ones that send me emails, too, that uh, start out with the incredible laundry list of everything they want. One guy, I, my response to him was, uh, thank you very much for that comprehensive list of everything you want me to do to you. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> and another one who had an, a very elaborate uh, scenario that involved me locking him in the closet, taking him out, doing this, locking him back in the closet. After I read all that and relaxed for a moment because I was so tired, uh, <laughs> I responded to him with the thank you for you know, the comprehensive list. And I said, and after I do all those things, do you have any other chores you want me to do? Polish your boots? You know, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Especially between the, there's the common courtesies, and then we have the extra protocol level when you're a submissive talking to a dominant. That requires just a touch of extra courtesy, not a list of everything you want done, do you? Makes sense. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pleasure Dan. to Thank talk you, to you. This is great. Very much so. This is great. Okay, I will do a little editing because I almost forgot to do this part. Okay? Very... Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
So, I really enjoyed talking to you, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a good leader? Thank you. Very good. It's been a great pleasure for us. If people want to know more about you, Mistress Joanne, how would they find out more about you? Uh, they could email me at mistress underscore Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at earthlink.net. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next week on Erotic Awakening. Jay Wiseman, author of SM101. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Music heard on Erotic Awakening. Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information at music.podshow.com.